Good morning. Happy New Year. Oh, that's pathetic. <laughs> pathetic. Good morning. Happy New Year. Oh, that's way better. I hope you mean it. I hope you mean it. Um, I've got a little... Uh, let's try this. Try it again. There we go. Welcome to 2022. You see that? Are you... Are, I hope not. How do you feel about that? I hope not. Um, <laughs> my sister's trying to reach me from England, and my phone just went off. Um, I will not answer it. I'll talk to her later. Um, and Kimberly's at home. Uh, we had a wonderful time with our family. My daughter was uh, sick. Uh, sorry, my daughter-in-law was sick. Uh, she got back, did a COVID test. She's fine, but I think Kimberly got what she got. So Kim called me this morning. I got here early, and I hear this. She, my phone goes off. I hear this, hello. And uh, I said, sweetheart, you better stay at home this morning. Nobody wants to get infected by what you might have. So she's at home. The plague has descended on her house somehow, and, uh, and I feel great. Um, and I, don't tell her I said that. I feel great. She doesn't. Um, but uh, that's where uh, she is uh, today. Um, I trust that you had a, a, a wonderful time together um, with uh, hopefully with with friends, uh, some of you with family, uh, that's what this time of year uh, is for. And uh, if you weren't with friends and family, I hope that you were invited somewhere and that you got to spend time with some new friends, and you made some time uh, for others. Uh, our group, as Scott mentioned, um, was called, and uh, we made some meals. We actually uh, we put out a call for meals, and we had we ended up having way more meals than we needed, and so we dropped all those off. And it's good to serve other people, especially when you know people are struggling. And so thank you for all of you that were uh, doing that uh, over the past little while. Um, it is the year 2022. Um, are you hopeful it's not 2022? How do you feel about that? Yeah. Um, the last couple of years have not been years that we banked on. Um, but here's what I want to talk to you about. Uh, the Lord knew all about this. And the Lord continues to know all about what is going to be happening this year in the year 2022. Uh, but do you ever feel like like this as you're entering this? Uh, it's Groundhog Day again. Anyone seen the movie Groundhog Day? One of my, it's not one of my favorite movies, but it's a cute movie to watch every now and then. You got a guy, his name is Bill Murray, uh, a funny guy, and, and he wakes up uh, on Groundhog Day. He has to go to uh, whatever the place is in Pennsylvania where they, uh, I can never pronounce it. Pox at Tony, thank you very much. Uh, and so he goes there to ground, and he's a bit of a curmudgeonly character. He's not the kind of guy you'd want as a son-in-law or as a husband. Uh, and over, and, and he gets this, uh, this kind of, I don't know, spell cast upon him somehow that uh, he wakes up the day after Groundhog Day and it's Groundhog Day again. And he just keeps living this day over and over again. He wakes up with uh, Sonny and Cher singing, I got you, babe, at 6 o'clock in the morning when his alarm goes off. And after about three days of that, he smashes the alarm clock. And then he just begins living into this day, uh, trying completely different things to try to get him out of the day. Uh, and it's quite a fun show. And then finally, of course, he, he finds uh, basically uh, his, what his character really should be, and that's his ticket out of Groundhog Day. He wakes up finally one day and is the person that everyone really wants him to be and that he probably hopes he is, and that's his ticket out of Groundhog Day. Um, do you wonder whether 2022 is like God's lesson to us of, is when I get the world kind of, when I get their attention, and maybe we'll, I'll let them out of this? Um, some people perhaps even feel that way. We don't know, but it kind of feels like history is repeating itself a little bit, doesn't it? Uh, 
Ecclesiastes talks about that. Uh, there's a man uh, named Solomon. Uh, he was a king. Uh, many of you who've read the scriptures know of King Solomon. And he wrote this in the first chapter of Ecclesiastes. He says, history merely repeats itself. It's all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. Sometimes people say, here is something new, but actually it's old. Nothing is ever truly new. We don't remember what happened in the past. And in the future generations, no one will remember what we're doing now. It sounds almost like Solomon is trapped in Groundhog Day, doesn't it? Like he's waking up and it's just been done before. And if you read the book of Ecclesiastes, you'll read a man about a man's life. He wrote it when he was older, probably about my age. Uh, he, wrote, uh, he wrote three books. And this is a little aside. He wrote Song of Solomon when he was young. And uh, he was madly in love with a woman. And so Song of Solomon is about this wonderful erotic love between a man and a woman. When he got into middle age, he wrote, uh, he wrote the Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, which is the wisdom of a man who's in middle age, a person who kind of has maybe some things in life to say and then when he gets old and he's looking back and feeling kind of uh, did I really spend life well or did I just waste it all he writes Ecclesiastes and this is what he's saying as an old man we don't remember what is happening in the past in future generations no one will remember what we're doing now history just repeats itself uh, sounds like he could be living today sounds like he could fit in very well with much of what uh, we hear about uh, here's the truth most of us spend our lives searching what makes us happy but for most Canadians, I think for people in the world, period, but for most Canadians, do you realize that, that, that really, for most people that we know, life is about living as long as we can and as well as we can? You know, if we, if, if we can just live as long as possible and have as much as possible and to live as comfortably as possible, we'll be happy. But here's the trouble. With that formula... COVID has made millions of Canadians very unhappy. We live in a country, uh, we live in a world, but in a country that uh, frankly isn't really happy right now. How are you? Are, are, are you happy? Um, we have our happy days. We have our less than happy days. I think COVID has put a big dent in our belief that living long and having a lot makes life worth living. There's a, there's a bit of a crisis, isn't there? Uh, there's a bit of a crisis, I think, in people's psyches about, but I deserve to live as long as I can, and I deserve to have as much as I can, and I, and I should have this. And I'm actually mad, I'm unhappy that it's not working out that way. So here's the question. Can I still be happy without any assurance that I will have a long and comfortable life? What do you think? Actually, I think probably not. I don't think you can actually be happy thinking that you will not have a long and comfortable life. Because actually, I don't think happiness is what it's about. And that's what Solomon writes about. Uh, there's a rabbi named Harold Kushner. He wrote a book. Uh, it's a wonderful book if you can get your hands on it. It's out of print. But uh, he lost his son uh, in his teenage years with a, with a, a, a rare illness, kind of a, a, a rare form of cancer. And he wrote a book about that, about losing his son, who was just uh, the apple of his eye, as, as, of course, a son would be to a father. And then later on, he wrote a book called When All You Have Is Still Not Enough. And this is a, chat, uh, a paragraph out of that book. It says, Our souls are not hungry for happiness for fame or wealth or comfort or power. Those rewards create as many problems as they solve. It's an interesting statement, isn't it? 
Our souls are hungry for meaning, for the sense that we have figured out how to live so that our lives matter, so that the world will at least be a little bit different for having passed through it. And what robs us of joy, notice happiness versus joy, is the absence of meaning. Our lives go on day after day. They may be successful or unsuccessful, full of pleasure or full of worry, but do they mean anything? Do they mean anything? Let me ask you, as we go into January 2nd of the year 2022, what is your life about? Does it mean anything? Does it mean something? Have you figured that out? Solomon writes this in chapter 2, As I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless. Like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. Uh, Again, uh, not to, but we're going to get better in this, but, 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 but <laughs> I'm not going to leave you feeling this way. But as I talk to people, uh, as we start this, this next year, there are so many people I know that are going, oh man, not another year of this. Please, not another year of this. It's almost like, okay, if it's Omicron, just let's all take our masks off and all get sick together. You know, then we can all get over it and move on. I, I heard we heard uh, uh, immunity was supposed to happen at 70 percent and then at 80 percent and then at 90 percent. And, you know, it, it's just, oh, it's meaningless. It's like chasing the wind. There's nothing worthwhile. And Kushner writes this. Is there anything more to life than just being alive, eating, sleeping, working, having children? Are we no different? And the insects and animals, except we are cursed with the ability to ask, what does life mean? And as far as we know, other creatures don't have that problem. And he's right about that. Uh, Basil, who sleeps on our bed at night and goes for a walk twice a day and comes to my office and lies down. And as long as, you know, Basil doesn't ask, I wonder what the meaning of life is. He doesn't care. He just gets up and does his dog thing. If you have a cat, cat gets up and does a cat thing. They don't seem to, to fuss over these things. And as humans created in the image of God, God has given to us this, this weight of responsibility. Uh, he puts it almost as a curse, doesn't he? We are cursed with the ability to ask, what does life mean? It's what it means to be created in the image of God, to seek meaning in life. Here's the issue. Most Canadians are searching for the wrong thing. See, our real search is for meaning. Do I matter is what we really have to know. And as we move in to the year 2022, I really pray that God is, is taking this time and squeezing our nation as well as other nations into a place where we ask this question. Do I matter? What is life really all about? I continue to believe that the times we live in are uh, are one of the most powerful opportunities that we will ever have to to, to talk about meaning with the people around us, with our neighbors and our co-workers and our friends, those that we live amongst. Because we certainly talk about what COVID is doing to our nation and to the world. It's just an open door to, to talk about meaning. Kushner writes this, might be the last quote of his, the question of whether life has meaning or whether our individual lives make any real difference, notice this, is a spiritual question. Not because it is about matters of belief or attendance at worship services, but because it is about ultimate values and ultimate concerns. 
It is spiritual because it is about what is left to deal with when you have learned everything there is to learn and solved all the problems that can be solved. Which leads me to ask you this question today. Will solving COVID erase Canada's problems? It's a bit of a rhetorical question, isn't it? Will the absence of a pandemic make us all happy and bring meaning to our nation? In answer to that, think back to January of 2020, the month prior to COVID in February. Do you remember what our nation was going through? Do you remember how we were literally paralyzed with all sorts of protests that were going on and blockades that were happening and unrest that was, that was, that was carrying on? The country really didn't seem happy at all in January of 2020. And then COVID hit. And then we were all put into this compressor or whatever we find ourselves in. Will solving COVID erase Canada's problems? No. Because it's not about COVID. The issues of our nation, the issues of every nation, the issues of the human heart have nothing to do with a pandemic. Have nothing to do with whether I live long and I live prosperous. The issues are about meaning. Does my life have purpose? Is there a creator? Can I know him? And if so, will he tell me why I'm here? Jesus said this, I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. Isn't that powerful? Read that again. I am leaving you with a gift. This is the Lord the night before he died. I'm leaving you with peace of mind and heart. What would it look like for our nation? What would it look like for you and I to live every day with peace of mind and heart? Peace of heart. And the peace that I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. What would it look like if 38 million Canadians lived that way? Lived that way. And Paul writes this, as Christians, we have this treasure. We have this peace of mind and peace of heart. We have the Lord. We have the spirit of the Lord within us in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Here's the opportunity that you have and that I have in the year 2022. So we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, we may not be living long and prosperous at all. Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Far outweighs anything that can happen to us in this life. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Are you fixing your eyes on what is unseen as you start this year? Are you looking for what everyone else cannot see? Are you fixing your eyes as the Spirit of God gives you the vision to see what, what, what He is doing and what He is saying and how He is acting in this world? Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Are you fixing your eyes on what is eternal? That's the challenge. That's, that's the opportunity that I believe God has put us all in this world for in this year. We have this treasure of Jesus Christ in our lives and of the faith that we have that says circumstances really don't change a thing in terms of the peace that I have in my mind and in my heart. We have this treasure in us and, and like jars of clay, like crack pots, it, 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 it leaks out 
and it pours out all over everyone. It is seen. And the light of Jesus, when you put the light inside the pot, the light comes out through the cracks and people see the light. That is the opportunity that Paul is talking about. Um, let me read you this prayer. The prayer of King David. Listen to the peace of mind and the peace of heart. You might even want to close your eyes while I read this beautiful prayer, Psalm 139. Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. You know when I sit down or when I stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my hand, on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit, God. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there, your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all of the delicate inner parts of my body and knit them together in my mother's womb. Thank you, God, for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born, and every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand, and when I wake up, you are still with me. I rarely hear peace like that from anyone. I probably rarely experienced peace like that myself. When I read Psalm 139, when you hear it read to you, does it not give you a longing for that peace, the peace of the Lord? And can you even begin to fathom right now that the Lord has thoughts of you that cannot be numbered. You are on his mind. You are on his heart. And he means by telling you that, 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 that you mean so much to him that he's provided his very son for you. He's given you life through Jesus Christ. He's given you the opportunity to know him the way David seems to know him. You have, you have been given this opportunity to understand just, just what God thinks and what life's meaning really is. And when you go to sleep, he is there. And when you wake up, yes, God, you are still with me. How the world needs to hear this. And again, that is our opportunity this year. Here's the point this morning. And there is a point. This is it. Go home and remember this one thought, please. Please.
God's got this. He knows what he's doing. Do you believe that today? Let me say it again. God's got this. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The universe, everything. He has created it all. God is in control. Not a pandemic. Not the scientific community. Not the political leaders. God is. So relax. Relax. Let anxiety fall off you. Let worry be gone. And live this year filled with the Lord's glory and the Lord's purpose. Being confident that he has already prepared your today, your tomorrow, and your forever. Think about that. Before I was born, you already had my days numbered. They were written in your book. The purpose of life is that your days are written in God's book and you live out what he has put down for your life. That you love him and you're loved by him. And then in doing so, uh, serving the Lord just comes natural because after all, we serve who we love. And we are served by who we love. And the Lord has served us. He has given us the, lo the Lord Jesus Christ. God has, has given us his son and he says, love me back and as much as you can. Being confident that your today and your tomorrow and your forever are in my hands. I have got this. I've got this pandemic. I've got this world. I've got history in my hands. Nothing will happen without my permission. And when it is time, things will be over. And when something new happens, it'll be that time as well. Relax. I've got this. Live in my glory. Amen? Live in the glory of God. Live in the love of the Son of God who gave his very life for you and then says, follow me and bring hope to the world as, as, as I have brought it. Bring peace to the world as I have left you with peace. Let my spirit speak through your life. Live as cracked pots, as jars of clay. Let my light shine. As Jesus said, you know, city on a hill is not hidden. You don't put a light under a bushel. Let your light shine before all people so that they will see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Solomon puts it in a slightly different way, but we'll end with this. Accept the way God has done things. For who can straighten what he has made crooked? I like that term. When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, realize that both come from God. He has made the one as well as the other. Remember that nothing is certain in this life. Let me guarantee you, nothing is certain in this life. Uh, that's pretty personal for me, actually, uh, this coming year. As you know, uh, Scott mentioned, next week's my last week. Kim and I are moving back to our kids in Calgary. We have no job. We have no church. We have no house. We have no clue. We really don't. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's not like I'm jumping from this into something else that I've carefully planned. But I know that God's got it. I trust that it's the right decision. I prayed about it and sought advice from others. It's been confirmed by others that, yes, this is the decision you should do. So for me, let the peace of Christ reign in that. God's got my life. Does he have yours? Does he have yours? What if your plans go 
this way instead of that way. Read it again. Who can straighten what he has made crooked? If God has a crooked path for you, are you going to walk it? If he has a crooked path for you, are you going to curse and complain and jump up and down and have a little tantrum? Or are you going to say, the path is crooked, the Lord has made it that way, I will walk it. Remember, nothing is certain in this life, except one thing, actually. What is certain in this life? The Lord. The Lord is certain. So relax. God's got this. God's got this. And as we move into this year, whatever you are facing, I've told you what I'm facing. Listen, you have plans. You have uncertain things that are filling your mind. You have worries. You have concerns. Give them to the Lord. And let's begin today by having communion together. And by having communion together, simply uh, coming to God and saying, God, I have no clue what this year is about, but I know that I belong to you. And because I belong to you, I know that you have my life. You have my today. You have my tomorrow. You have my forever. Your path may be crooked. Your path may be straight for me. But I want to walk in your way. I want to walk on your path. I want to walk in your will. I want to stay close to you. And so God, be the light for my path. And may I trust in you with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. And as I acknowledge you, you will make my path clear. And even if it's crooked in the moment that I'm walking on it, you will make it straight because it's your path. Even if it goes like this, in that moment, I'm taking a step in front of the other as you lead me. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you that you are constant. Thank you that you hold history in your hands. And thank you that, it, that life is not about my happiness or anyone's happiness, God. Life is about your purpose. Life is about knowing you, being loved by you, embracing you, and loving you, and then following you. And you never promised us a long life or an easy life, but you did promise us a joyful life filled with the peace that passes understanding that guards our hearts and minds in Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you, Father. As we begin this year, 2022, Lord, we, we want to be a people that, that amongst a pile of anxious folks are relaxed. We want to be like you sleeping in the boat while there's a storm going on. And then waking up and looking at everyone and going, what's the problem? The Lord's got this. Lord, as your spirit lives within us, may we be your hands and your feet and your voice and your eyes and your, and your mouth and your presence in this world, in this valley, wherever we find ourselves, God. May we simply reflect you in everything. What we say, what we do, in bringing meals to homeless people. And, and offering words of generosity and kindness to others. And just being good neighbors. Friendly with the people we live around. And being good employees. And following you well. We thank you. We ask for that. Amen. Amen.